Welcome to Jeff in Motion. Um, I don't know when you're going to be hearing this. Uh, Our web server has been down for the better part of the day. So, hopefully you hear it Friday. It's likely you're going to hear it Saturday, though, because, yeah, it's whatever they did at our web hosting server... They did it. They did it hard. They fucked it up royal, and it's not us. It was like this giant server farm in Colorado, I believe, or Utah, and like a bunch of hoster hosting companies are uh, in and out of the service right now. So there's that. That's uh, that sucks. But it's not just us. It's a ton of websites, like millions of websites that are down right now. So, I mean, I'm sure they're working on it. And hopefully there's no data loss. Because that would be a pretty major bummer. Anyway. Why are you Long day at work. A little sleepy. My wife, who I have talked about on many episodes of this podcast, decided that um, she was going to start listening. And... I mean, I wasn't... I haven't said anything on this podcast I wouldn't say in front of her, so I wasn't worried. But I also knew that I had zero memory of anything I'd said... So, <laughs> I didn't know what I what to expect, like, and it's actually been really cool, because, like, there are things that came up on this podcast that don't just come up in conversation between her and I normally, and, like, we kind of, like, sometimes she'd contact me and she'd be a little upset, not a lot, that I'd, like, shared something, or she'd be like, a little somber, like, I didn't know you felt that way, um, and, like, we were able to process a lot of things, and it's pretty awesome, like, I've definitely learned a lot of things about myself from hearing it back from her, and just, like, all in all, it's been a pretty, like, she and I are, like, I am communicating better than I used to, um, through this whole experience, and it's definitely, it's led to a a pretty good spot in our relationship at the moment. I'm really, like, I didn't think it would have such a profound effect on us, but it really has, and, um, yeah. But also, I've had to confront the pretty disturbing fact that 
I remember things wrong? Like, I know I don't have the greatest memories, but there, there are things, like stories I've told on this podcast that I told them as I remembered them, and Aislinn will just every once in a while be like, um, <laughs> that didn't happen, or that didn't happen that way. And it really kind of, like, here, here's a really big example. Like, there, there are lots of little things here and there. But, like, this is the one that was pretty profound to me. The story of a- how Asa and I first hung out. The evening that Asa and I first hung out, I talked about I was hanging out with the girl I lost my virginity to, and the girl that was creepy stalker liar... And the way I remember it, and the way I've told it multiple times on this podcast, on the Popular Outcast podcast, is that I ran into her at the movie theater, and I asked her to hang out that night. That's how I remember it. That is not what happened. I did see her at the movie theater, and we chatted. And, you know, obviously I made a good impression, but when I was seeing Dracula, she texted me simply with the phrase, I'm bored. And then I was in the middle aisle, so I I was too uh, polite to get up. And leave. So after the show, I got up and called her immediately, and then we planned to hang out that evening. I didn't remember any of that, like at all. And so here, I like my memory. I I remembered myself the hero of that story, like. I was the one who showed up at the movie theater and said, Hey, baby, let's hang out. Like, but really, she was the one who reached out first. Now, granted, she just said, I'm bored. I made the phone call. I, like, I invited her over to hang out. But she, like, she had, she did the prod. Like, she prodded me to do so. Like, Also, according to her, we did not make out. We just kissed, like, four or five times. Which, my response was, well, my point of reference was pretty low. So it was pretty much making out to me. So, like, I remembered myself as far more of a badass in that story than I actually was. And, like... And there are little things here and there in all the stories I've told, like, she and I didn't, uh, I didn't give her my number via MySpace, I did it via AIM. And, like, little things, things that don't matter, but it really calls into question my ability to trust my memory of anything. (laughs) Like, how much of my memory, how many of the stories that I love to tell actually happened that way? And... (laughs) I have no idea. Like, I, and I have no way of knowing. 
until I tell, like, the story to the person it happened to, which, why would I do that? So, it's a, it's a really odd thing. And then you've got to wonder, does that happen for everyone? Like, how much of memory is trustworthy? Like, they've done new countless studies and uh, whatnot about, like, how unreliable witnesses are in, like, in court cases. Like, they can easily be, easily, easily be manipulated to thinking they saw something they didn't. And, like, so the data's out there. Our memories are really, really not as infallible as we think they are. But it was kind of weird to have it, like, pointed out to me, you know. And because as soon as she said those things, I wasn't like, no, no. I was like, oh, no, you're totally right. Like, my memory, like, I was capable of recognizing those things happened. But I can't specifically remember them. Like, I, I can't see those things happening in my mind's eye. But I still know. So, like, there's, like, an, a shadow of a memory there. It's really, really weird. Like, I know she's not wrong. But I don't have, like, the pictures in my head of what she said. It's so strange. And... And I mean, obviously, there are little things that I get wrong all the time, like, we were married five years this year, not four. My daughter's birthday is December 16th, not December 12th. Aislinn's birthday is January 12th. Like, there are things out there, like, things that I say that are just, just I'm talking too fast and whatnot, but, like, the, the, that particular, the first night we hung out story... Like, like I mean, and most of that story is true to my memory, but the the whole she texting me I'm bored is very important because that that changes the whole dynamic. That changes like she reached out and put she basically put the ball in my court. She she lobbed me the ball. I caught it and was like, oh. And shot it for a basket. Like, it was not... I didn't, like... Uh, I'm terrible at sports analogies. I didn't, like, dribble through the court and, like, dodge the, the basketball blocker guys and, like, slam dunk it or anything like I've told in the past. It was, She was definitely like, Hey, buddy! Hey! There you go! Take a shot! And I was like, Okay! And... I got a, a basket goal. Uh, home run and anyway (laughs) and I mean I don't know what that is like why would I not like that is a a very important part of the story because like that's actually a huge ego boost for me knowing that she was interested enough to lob the ball at me like it wasn't just she figured she'd give it a shot. Like, she she took an active role in us hanging out that night. Like, that changes the whole tone of the story. It wasn't me, like, you know... It makes it a team effort. So, it, it's, it was very, like... 
why didn't I remember that? And my only thought is, like, my brain wanted to be the hero of the story. It wanted me to be the conquering hero that swooped her off her feet, which is, I mean, I I don't swoop much off of anything. Um, like, I want to be a romantic, but I just, I, I really have to try. It does not come naturally to me. I'm a bit too, like, laid-back, casual, socially. I mean, I'm a stress, I'm a stress machine. I'm a, just a stress bucket. Um, and it's funny, though, I didn't, like, and, you know, I'm, I'm glad she's listening to my podcast. It, it makes me happy, because it makes me proud that she's taking in this, this thing I'm putting out, and, um, you know, and I got, I, the, the question I got early on was, why can't, why do you say this on a podcast, but you don't come to me with it? Which is a pretty valid question. I mean, she's my wife, you know? Um, if I'm feeling, like, if I'm feeling really sad about something, she should be exactly the person I can come to. And that, that has really caused us a bit of self-reflection on my part. And I'm like, yeah, why, why? And I mean, the answer was, and I told her the truth, is I feel stupid for feeling these emotions a lot of the time. Like, when I'm super stressed out over stupid, or, like, air quotes, stupid things, or I'm sad because I feel like I look fat, like, I know that those are kind of semi-petty things, but her point was like, yeah, but they're still bothering you, you should talk to me about them, and I was like, yeah, you're right, I should just internalize all this. So that's been a re- like that was kind of the cause of the growth I I believe, um, and I really like man I'm really happy like really happy, <laughs> and um, also recently in my life I've decided to try to like actively reduce the amount of stress I I internalize and feel. And, like, some of that has gone into, like, I'm, I've actively had to give less fucks about um, how much money is in my bank account. Uh, how much I, like, I've, podcasting in general, like, I've taken on, like, I help produce 12 podcasts. I record two to three. Um, I schedule almost all the podcasts, like, and basically, I had to step back and be like, either I start hating this, or I stop caring as much. Because right now, with the amount that I'm caring, it is just killing me. Like, so, I basically had to be like, you know what? In episodes late, whatever. Whatever. As long as we're having fun. Right, guys? Who cares? And, um... You know, oh, Mike Bennett can't make it for a recording session. Whatever. We can do one without him. He'll make it to the next one. It's fine. It's fine. I recognize that other people are busy. I recognize that other people don't have the opportunity to work on this stuff while they're at work. It's, I gotta just chill out. Like, as far as the bank account goes, I mean, I can only do so much. We, so, like just feeling bad that there isn't money in there isn't solving anything. So, like, that, 
it's it's so bas- it's not so much that I am beca- going to like pay less attention to what's in my bank account or spend more frivolously. It is more that when my bank account inevitably gets low because it does I just I can't fucking be sad for like a week and a half about it. So yeah. Pardon me. I'm four pounds away from my goal weight on my diet. Four pounds! But my body seems to be refusing to lose any more weight. It's just like, nah, you don't need to lose any more weight. We're just going to hold on to, you know, all the weight you've got left. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. We got this. We're just we're just gonna hold on to your weight. Um, and I really want to lose. I want to hit my goal weight within the next two weeks because I know for a fact that when my brother-in-law is in the area visiting, I'm not gonna stay on diet. Like the first night he comes home, he wants to have pizza, and son of a bitch, I'm gonna have pizza with my brother-in-law that I don't see very often um, and is a freaking awesome guy the night he gets in town. Like, I'm gonna do that. And then, like, the next day, we were talking about seeing a movie and going to the Salem's Grove Brewing Company, which is, like, my favorite place to eat slash drink in, in our area. And I'll be damned if I'm not gonna go there and eat whatever the hell I want. And then we're talking about maybe hitting up Knobles, uh, a local amusement park for non-local listeners, and they have great like French fries and fried, uh, all all variations of fried potato, um, fries, uh, try taters, um, put some of that in dough and fry them, make it pierogies. Like, there's also baked potato product there too. Like. Generally, if you can do it to a potato, they take care of it well at Knobles. Plus, I mean, they've also got great meat products, but I'm not into that anymore. Oh, and, you know, just great, great fucking ice cream. And slushies. So, anyway, it's an amusement park. And, like, amusement park slash carnival food, I'll be damned if I don't eat some of that, too. So, like, I know that when my brother-in-law's in town, it's kind of going to be a vacation from the diet. So, I'd really like to hit my goal weight in the two weeks up until he shows up so that, I don't know, so I don't feel as bad about the... I don't know. I don't know. It's not like I can't then go back on the diet after that, but... I don't know. I don't know. That has been Jeff's diet update. Oh, uh, the thing I did get in a little bit of trouble for as Aislinn was going through all my uh, previous episodes was the fact that I was eating raw sugar. And not... I mean, she wasn't mad for the fact that I was doing it. 
She was mad for the fact that when she caught me, which I told you all about, I promised her I would not, and then I was, I, I didn't, I didn't hold out on it, like, I broke a promise, and that's a terrible thing, like, breaking a promise is a real shitty thing to do, and, um, I mean, she was right to be mad about that, you know, breaking trust, like, that's, that's not a cool thing, especially for two people in, like, who have been together for nearly seven years now, um, that's just, I should have, yeah, so, I mean, and I mean, you already knew I wasn't proud about eating sugar, so, there's that, um, but, I can honestly say that, you know, since, I don't remember if I talked about eating ice cream, uh, once I, I stopped, I was like, damn it, I'm not gonna eat raw sugar, I'm not gonna do it, I'm an adult, damn it, and then my brain rationalized, well, if you don't eat raw sugar, because pretty much, you could, what if you just, you know, what if you just had a spoonful of ice cream? Just a spoonful. Just a spoonful. It's fine. It's fine. Just a spoonful. And everyone can agree that at least compared to raw sugar, ice cream is generally accepted as a food and not an ingredient to food. So, like, who's going to blame me for a, 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 table, a teaspoon of ice cream a day? Or a tablespoon of ice cream a day? It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. So, that, I, you know, I broke, I broke it, I, 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 I broke down to that voice. And, um, of course it wasn't one spoonful, it was two the first day. And then it was like, well, I, I can't leave the ice cream, like, uneven. It's got to be all one level. I can't have, like hills and valleys in my ice cream, that's just insanity. So it would turn out to me like leveling out the layer of ice cream in the pint or quart or whatever. Um, and then, so in a matter of like three days, I ate probably two, two and a half cups of ice cream till like the ice cream was gone. And then I was like, shit, I can't throw away this ice cream because... You know, Aislinn will get into the freezer and see that there is no ice cream and know that I ate it. And I, I closed the ice cream in there and, like, it sat in there for maybe an hour or so and just set, just ate at me. Like, the fucking, the telltale heart. The ice cream was just in there, like, thump, 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 liar! Thump, 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 thump. And I'm just like, fuck. So, I've got a moment of just like, you know what, you know, one of the first ways to really deal with a fucking problem is to admit it, you know, it's just to goddamn come clean to yourself and to your loved ones, I'm gonna tell Aislinn that I ate this ice cream, I'm gonna tell her that I left an empty container in there, she obviously is gonna give me the hairy eyeball about it, but... You know, because, I mean, she is very dedicated to helping me with my diet. She wants me to be happy with me. 
And I mean, can you blame her? That's, I mean, that's a great. Anyway, so I, I come clean. She is understandably a little, a, a little frustrated with the fact that I ate the ice cream off of my diet. And like, she's never like, you should be ashamed of yourself or anything. It's always like, well, if you don't want to be on this diet, don't. And that, you know, of course, it's the I'm not mad, I'm disappointed. Which is the worst thing that you can hear from someone you really love and crave approval from. Which is a lot of people for me. I crave approval from a lot of people. Um, Less and less as I get older. I'm growing up. So there's that. And I can honestly say that since that... Like, since I came clean on the ice cream incident... I have not cheated again. So there we go. And like, Asa and I, you know, she was pretty perturbed that I lied. Well, here's the thing. It wasn't so much a lie, but I broke a promise. I fully intended to not eat any more sugar when I told her that I just was too weak. I broke down again. So it wasn't so much a lie as a breaking of a promise, which is still a, a betrayal of trust and still shitty. Like, I'm not, that's not a defense of myself. It's just a fact. So she, you know, she was notably upset, but I mean, it wasn't more than like a conversation or two. It was, she wasn't mad at me for a week or anything. It was a, it was a, few hours at most because we're goddamn adults and we can, you know, we can discuss things. And, you know, she's she's helping me out. She's watching me a little closer when I'm stressed out. Um, and honestly, the other thing I talked about in this podcast, the fact that, you know, even when little things bother me, I'm going to mention it to her. That's going to help me out with just processing my stress too. So not only is she going to just like, you know, kind of keep an eye on me when I'm overly stressed out, but I'm also going to be sharing more things and processing more things verbally with her. So that's going to do wonders for my stress, stress levels also. So like, I'm, I'm confident that I can prevent myself from slipping to the point where I start, you know, snacking again. Yeah. I've also discovered through the process of, like, just... Because she listened to all of Jeff... The majority of Jeff in Motion in a period of, like, around a week. So, like, she got the whole gambit of emotions, like the cranky days, the sad days, the, the like, manic days, all of them just boom, 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 one after one after one after one. And... So, like, she experienced... Like, so she went through a fucking whirlwind of emotions led by me from the past... And, like, she'll come to me about things and be like, you said this. I'll be like, 
I have literally no recollection of that. And I found that I tend to kind of not con- like subconsciously use hyperbole to increase the dr- drama in the sentences I'm saying. And uh, here's a prime example. Like, I use the phrase to my wife, this is the happiest I've ever been in reference to something recently and she was just like what about your daughter being born and I was like well I mean well yeah there's that I mean I guess I really mean that I'm very 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 happy so like there there are things like that I, I I don't exaggerate to the point where I'm like I am a million de billion de times four happy. Like I don't, I don't go that far. It's not so, so childish, but it's definitely I've developed. Like I'm a storyteller. Like no one who knows me can doubt that. I tell stories, and I my I tend to to make things more interesting. I will use uh, like synonyms and. Uh, analogies and things like that often falling into the realm of hyperbole to make things seem more grandiose or more impactful like and that is just something that is just the way I speak and when you do take some of those things at face value i.e. the this is the happiest I have ever been it's it's a bit insulting to other happy moments like the birth of my daughter and the day I got married and things like that. So, you know, I'm learning that I need to open up more and complain about the things that I think are too dumb to complain about and not so much complain, you know, uh, process with my wife via discussion, yada, yada, yada. And she's also learning that, like, I'm a, I'm a nutcase that uses pretend like that uses fancy words to sound smart and make stories better. Like yeah, I, uh, anyone who's listened to every episode of this podcast knows that she qualifies for sainthood. Like for dealing with my neuroses and just fucking, uh, just over-analyzing everything and stressing out over everything and taking the blame for everything, like, (laughs) in the almost seven years I've known Aeson, she's helped me do a lot of growing up. I mean, I'm still doing it, but she is really the reason I'm an adult. She is... Oh, and what I wanted to talk about on Monday, I think it was. And then what was it that, uh... I got all sad for something. I don't remember. I literally don't remember what I talked about five days ago. In any way. But, yeah, okay. Um, in the last leg of my journey here, I'll I'll talk... I'll give a little whirlwind of what I wanted to talk about 
here and like now that I know that my wife listens it's really gonna sound like I'm brown nosing here but what the fuck ever she knows that I am just monstrously in love with her whatever whatever I don't need to get all sappy here because I'm about to get sappy it's getting in the way of me being anyway sappy I was listening to a new album um, by Mindless Self-Indulgence, and god damn, it's a good album. Um, I could look onto my phone and tell you what the name of the album is, but that would be me looking at my phone instead of the road, so I'm just going to trust that you are capable of Googling something. But it's MSI's newest album, and it's fucking great. Like, I, I like a lot of their stuff, but, like, this album I'm really jamming with. Like, it's really fucking A. And, like, I was at work, and I was kind of bumming out, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to pause the podcast I'm on. I'm going to turn on this album at MSI because I can't not feel awesome listening to it. And I am jamming the fuck out, just, like, uh, to the point where someone messages me on the, the G-chat we have going at work, and she's like, Jesus Christ, Jeff, I think I can make out the words on your headphones. Like, I was fucking, I was in MSI land at the time, and I was like, sorry, uh, co-worker, it is officially rock o'clock, I've got to take care of this. I will turn down my headphones and listen to talk radio again very shortly. Give me 14 tracks, motherfucker, I need this. I needs my ear medicine um, in so many words and I'm just fucking I, like a song ends uh, it's fucking great I'm really digging it I'm digging the message I'm digging the music I'm fucking digging it and I'm really and like my wife was the one it's like hey new album from MSI um, I picked it up here you know take a look and uh, like she like I would have had no idea it came out I mean, I would have found out eventually, but she brought it to me. And, like, I that memory, like, popped up. And then the fact that the only reason I was listening to this band at all is because of her. Is because, like, as we, like, as our relationship aged and we shared more things, like, my taste in music has, like, grown and changed vastly since my relationship with uh, Aislinn like she was she's very much more into uh, like I do, I am terrible at like knowing names of things like but at more hardcore stuff than I am and like more punk she was definitely a punk kid in high school and, and college and still now I mean she doesn't wear studs on everything anymore but she's still pretty fucking punk rock in my opinion and, like, and from that thought process, because, like, I would still be a strictly Weird Allen Beatles guy right now if it weren't for her. And there's nothing wrong with those, the, that music, but, like, she just opened my world to, like, vastly different kinds of music and that I really, really, really love now. 
And, like, of course I was discovering bands that all of my friends had discovered ten years ago, like MSI, Aquabats, White Stripes, things like that. Music that I just never looked into. And... So, I mean, that is entirely my wife I can thank for that. And, like, as I'm just kind of thinking that, you know, jamming out to this music, I'm like, man, it's awesome that I, that I like, is this just fucking screams to my soul I really just go into a happy zone when I listen to it and I've got my wife to thank for that she you know I've really grown in my taste in music because of her and then like and then just a flood of realizations came to me like I am far like I was losing my conservative views when I met Aislinn but like just her ability to call into question my ideals and not so much like and it wasn't so much like, oh, I can't believe you believe that. That's stupid. I would say something, and she'd be like, why do you think that? Something no one had ever asked me before. They'd always just been like, no, you're wrong, and where I would get defensive. Or they'd be like, yes, you're right, that's good. She would just be like, she'd simply ask me the question, why? Um, and I'd be like, oh, I never stopped to think about it. And then I'd be like, oh, fuck me. Like, I don't actually believe that. And, like, so, like, a lot of my, like, old, outdated ideologies that I was just holding on to that, uh, for, like, I don't, just because it, they'd never been called into question, she helped me lose. Like, she ushered, she helped usher me into the uh, body modification culture, which I really love. And as I've discussed before, she didn't pressure me into it or anything. I've talked with Mike Carpenter about it on Popular Outcasts. Like, I was interested in it before Aislinn and I even kind of knew each other existed. But, like, she was there for to answer my questions when I asked why. Um, and, like, she was able to help me process things. And, like, just having someone that... I respect their views and is intelligent, and I, I see Aislinn as vastly smarter than I am. Um, I don't know. I doubt she'd agree with me, but, like, because she, she knows that I've got a pretty low self, uh, self-worth, um, but I'm working on that. I'm working on appreciating, you know, the fact that I'm a valid human being and Anyway, not what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> and excuse me, I'm talking more than my lungs have capacity for. Like just having a partner. Oh, oh, oh um, I'm going to be included on a, on a segment of the Yes Men coming up soon, um, and I talk about. Or did I talk about on the last podcast? I don't remember if I said this already. I think I said it on this podcast already. Fuck. I've got literally no idea if I said it already or not. But I'll 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 I'll, I'll say it quick. Um, I view her as a partner. Not like I've recently been considering dropping the term wife from my vocabulary because wife seems kind of outdated it seems 
um, back from like when you got a dowry with your wife. Um, it, it implies possession. She is my wife. My, my wife. Uh, <laughs> I okay. I know I've talked about this anyway. So that whole thing. She is one hundred percent my partner, and we are working equally hard at making this relationship the best it can be. And like just her listening to this podcast has opened up a lot of doors and like to kind of seeing things that we needed to work on that wasn't immediately apparent and like marriage it's kind of an outdated institution like so many people get divorced nowadays and like you don't need a piece of paper to tell so like to to prove that you love someone like honestly it it it, it Ace and I would have the exact same relationship if we were just still boyfriend girlfriend with a kid at the same time like the word married doesn't the word married isn't magic. You don't have to, like, you... Things are, like... The relationship growing and you working at it... Hasn't... Like, mysteri- Hasn't magically made... But gone... O- oh, God. Ugh, okay. Oof. Hasn't magically gone away after you're married. It's still a full-time thing. You've got to be invested... And, like, Ace and I have been married for five years. And, but we've been together and living together for seven. And, like, from all I've heard, that, like, seven is really the tough part. And, uh, like, there's the seven year slump, air quotes. And,. I'm not going to say we, we've had the ideal marriage, but we've had a pretty damn good one. Um, but I don't think there is such a thing as the ideal marriage um, because we've worked at it, you know? And, like, we both put so much into it. And it's not, like, it's not hard work, but it's it's just being actively aware that you need to not get, like, stuck in your ways and you need to, like, be respectful of the other person, and just things like that. You just, things you need to keep in mind, like, how, like, just how important it really is. And I'm, like, marriage as a word isn't magical, but goddamn, there's no one... I'd rather be married too. I just... Asa and I have such a good thing going. And, like, you hear so much about, like... The, like... Husband and wives that just hate each other and hate their kids and just... And it's a pretty common joke that, like... Husband and wife are always at odds... And whatnot, and just that hasn't been the case for Asa and I. But like, we're not also that other weird 
like kind of stereotype of the the idealistic husband and wife, the the nu- nuclear family, two point five kids, never ro- raise their voices at each other, um, like Mormon uh, family, just and Mormon as just like a stereotype of idealistic, um, and you know like something's fucked up there. Like they're like they're all there's only ever smiles. It's they don't watch TV. It's board game night every Thursday. Like you know that like there's something fucked up going on there. Like you know the the wife is a closet alcoholic who cuts herself, and the guys and the guy is like going to gay bathhouses on the weekends. Like something's gotta be going on for things to be that perfect. But like I can, I can stand here and I, while sitting in my car, and say to you that like I am absolutely dedicated and just indescribably happy and in love with my relationship and my wife. But it hasn't been without work. Like I have to. Like things don't just. It's not like when you were five and you thought you would hit 18 years old and, like, a man would come to your house and be like, all right, you know, here's your paperwork, you're an adult now, here's your, <clears throat> here's your, an, your adult job, your driver's license, everything will be fine, you're in charge now. That's not how it works. Like, you don't go to a man, he says you're married, and then just everything is rainbows and butterflies and unicorns that like the like it, marriage isn't a magic word it doesn't change things it's just a like a written commitment and i was already committed to her long before we got married and i mean we were li- we we were living together within days of knowing each other like really getting to know each other um, and I know that that's not going to work for everyone, and not everyone is going to be like have our relationship. But, and I'll be very curious to see how much of this I've remembered correctly later. <laughs> anyway, like I don't like to set myself up as a role model because I feel pretentious, but like. Asa and I have got a good fucking thing going. And, like, it's based on respect and real love and a dedication to not just give up. Because, I mean, there, there are reasons people give up on marriages, and they're not invalid reasons, but, like, they're also something you could just work at and maybe humble yourself a little and just be like, no family, like, this is fucking important, and, but I'm not saying that people shouldn't get divorces, I'm just, like, because sometimes you need to get the fuck out, like, you just need to realize, like, (sighs) if the respect is there, if you respect your spouse and your spouse respects you, and you are willing to work, there shouldn't be any reason that the marriage falls apart. Now, if, if, a lack of, if something causes a lack of respect, 
if you like if one of you sees the other as lesser or what or something like then you really need to like you need to sit back and be like do I need to get out of here because that happens and a lot of that comes from viewing marriage as the magic fix all like oh you know we're having some issues here and there but once we get married it'll all be better and that's not a, that's not the truth at all like when Aislinn and I got married we were still Aislinn and Jeff the next day and the next week and the next month we are still the same people we were well I mean we're we we didn't change overnight I mean granted I'm a vastly different person than I was when I started dating Aislinn but that is only because um the strength of our relationship has helped me grow into a person that I am I am vastly proud of compared to the person I was when we first got together like like I have changed but it's only through growth not through like Asa nagging at me not to wear blue jeans all the time or something like that it's not like it's not like Aislinn has changed me as in I don't like when you wear t-shirts that have cartoon characters on it. Aislinn has changed me by allowing me to grow into a, like a more well-rounded human being um, through just like questioning me like, or help not questioning me, helping me question things that I didn't actually believe and like letting me ask her questions about things that she did and vice versa like she like she I'm not saying that she was some angel from the heavens that came and made me a better man we we have both grown and are are different better people that are even more compatible for each other than when we started um I don't know if this is interesting to anyone uh, but whatever, whatever. That, that's that should be the tagline. To Jeff in motion. I don't know if this is interesting to anyone. Um, oh man, I talked myself into a sore throat. I'm nearly home. Um, if our web server's up, uh, I'll I'll get the episode up. If not, maybe it'll be up late, like, evening, um, if not, maybe it will be up in the morning, or the afternoon, I don't know, um, but, rest assured this was recorded at the regular time, um, ba-da-boo, yeah, I'm gonna go hug and smooch my lovely wife, yeah.